Hey guys, on the show today, uh, we got a special guest with us in studio. Um, I also have my partner in crime from the Jesus Loves You podcast with me today, Derek Ciapala, to talk to you about gender and identity issues. Uh, no, Derek is not an expert on the subject, although you might think he is, but our special guest might be. And so that's what we're talking about. I really want to jump right into the interview and discussion. So we're going to get right at it right now. Here we go. We ain't you a better theme song, man. You think Seriously. so? No. Get a roll in this show, the special guest, and that's your theme song. My theme song is good, man. No, our theme song for Jesus oh. Loves You oh, is Oh, for good. Jesus Loves You is Now, yeah, that's, this it's theme fantastic. song. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's like, I'll you know, stop it right 80s. <laughs> 80s elevator music. Oh, right. it's fantastic. You guys, Derek keeps trying to talk over me, so here guest. he is. I give him his little applause. No, there he how is. How do you have a fantastic There's guest here like this? For the, and and you're going to come in with the elevator music for an intro. I'm going to come in with elevator music. Yeah, you went first class for just Love You. that is not elevator music. What is the matter with you? Oh, I'm sorry. Huh? Robocall music. Uh, it, n- listen, Dude, either way, it's hot Jesse garbage. Jesse wrote my theme song. No, no, no. Then ha- what happened? Because what the other is the one matter with you, Curly Q? was great. Jesse, if you're watching, Jesus Loves You is great. What happened to this one, man? Jesse, Prince Humperdinck apparently doesn't like yes. your music. Prince Humperdinck, All right. no, Prince I Humperdinck think it's loves pretty good. Jesse's music, just not right. that one. Well, anyways, I'm okay. going to get into the show. I'm going to get into the podcast here. And I think um, I think Brittany is, I see her laughing over there. I think she's actually uncomfortably laughing because we are so I'm hoping she's weird. amused. You know, I'm hoping she's amused. I don't know. Are you amused? Well, I, amused. Okay. there we go. All right. So. I want to introduce our, our guest, a special guest to you today, Brittany Pope. Um, Brittany, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, I know I know you from church, uh, from, uh, you know, we attend the same church and, and got to meet you there, helping out both as youth leaders. My son attends the youth group there. So, uh, you know, I kind of go and uh, sometimes they'll ask me to do stuff and I'm like, hey, I'm just here as a parent, but I do help out anyways, you know, but, uh, but you go there because you want to serve and minister to young people, which I think is pretty sweet. So, yeah, Yeah. uh, the youth really have a special place in my heart. Um, you know, I think the next generation, uh, you know, as, as one of the tenets of believers is just that, you know, we want to see the next generation win. So I really, that resonates with my heart. I love that. Yeah. Little plug for, uh, you can go to, I think it's believerschurch.cc and check it out. Uh, you can see them actually they're on YouTube and everything. Pastor Jout. I'm sorry, Derek. I think. That's Believer's Church at CC. What are you talking about? Did you doubt? Anyways, uh, we are talking today about uh, this gender issue. So we, we um, uh, you know, back, uh, I guess back in June now, we actually did this, this ministry, Gospel Ministries, put some billboards out in the community where we talked about uh, gender and, uh, you know, marriage, what the Bible, um, how the Bible defines some of these topics. And so, uh, so I, I became aware through my church of Brittany's story, which I felt like you as a listening audience might, uh, really benefit from, because a lot of times it's one thing to, uh, you know, to talk about something or, or, uh, have our own thoughts or own opinions today. It's easy to have an opinion in a day and age of social media. It's easy to say, Hey, this is what I think. And everybody's looking for that hot mic, uh, shot that little, uh, Twitter tweet to go out. That's, that's memorable. Uh, so it, it's easy to have an opinion uh, until we actually, you know, meet somebody that's affected by an issue 
And uh, I think that was the case here. I became aware of your story, Brittany. Um, it was just honestly uh, through another pastor friend of mine, very just impacted just from the couple of bullet points that I heard. And I, I uh, wanted to attend your, uh, I think you spoke and gave your testimony at at Believers, at church one day. Yeah, mm-hmm, in and, the youth group. And uh, I, I was not able to be there for that, so that's why I was excited to have you on the show here. Um, so, you know, I, I think without me getting into great detail about Brittany's story, um, I, I'm going to let her kind of describe herself to you. Again, so glad that you're here with us in the studio today. So I'm just going to turn the mic over to you and just basically ask you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story, and a little bit about why you're here in the studio talking to us today. Yeah. Um, so again, thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. You know, um, the reason I want to talk about it is because I just, I feel so passionate about helping our next generation win. Um, so a little bit about me, I grew up in church uh, from the age of basically when I was born until 18. Um, we had a pretty bad church split. And so I kind of walked away from church feeling hurt and broken. Um, I didn't want anything to do with organized religion anymore. And, um, you know, I, I really drifted far, far away from God. And so um, it started with little thoughts that, that um, you know, when I was at church, um, little seeds would be planted in my head. You know, I wasn't traditionally, I was more like a tomboy. I liked playing sports. You know, I liked, um, you know, playing with the guys. All my friends were guys. Um, and, you know, there was like whispers about, oh, well, she's going to grow up gay if you let her wear these clothes or if you let her, you know, if she doesn't have like friends that are girls. And um, that kind of planted a little seed. And then as I got older, um, I this is how it started, really. I noticed that I was attracted to women. Um, you know, I had boyfriends uh, throughout high school. You know, that was kind of what you were supposed to do, so that's what I did. Um, but it never felt right. And so, um, you know, I... So I kind of just went down that road. Um, I cut off all my hair. I started dressing more masculine. Um, still not really thinking like, oh, I want to be a guy, but it just kind of, it kind of went there. Um, you know, through, over the years, more and more of my friends um, started transitioning. And um, that started to, I don't know, it just seemed appealing to me. Like, hmm, maybe that'll solve all my problems. Um, and you know, I kind of, I had turned my back on God. I was completely hard hearted. Um, and you know, all my friends were doing it. They seemed happier. It seemed easy. And so, um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to start taking hormones. Um, I had moved away. I moved to, uh, Utah. And so I, I went to see a doctor there. Wow. Yeah. I went to see a doctor there and, um, all she made me do was sign a paper. You know, I had never been to therapy. I had never talked to anybody about what I was struggling with. It was so easy. I just signed a paper. It was called informed consent, letting me know, hey, these are the things that might happen. Holy cow. There you go. Here's I mean, that is, uh, wow. Got my first shot of testosterone that day. Um, I mean, they drew some labs on me and stuff to make sure my, my blood work was okay, but they gave me a shot of testosterone that day. And then um, that was September 15, September 7th, two thousand. 15. Wow. And then by that next January, so what, four months later, I was meeting with a doctor to um, consult on getting a bilateral mastectomy. Holy so, cow. Um, again, never had to have therapy. She just asked me, you know, why I wanted this. And she said, well, I yeah. think I think you're a good candidate for it, so we'll do it. 
$7,000 later, you know, it was like, there was no, I, there was no hoops to jump through. It was just so wow. easy. I, I didn't even have to think twice. It's what Kinda I thought I wanted. Interesting, you know, and, and not to interrupt you, but like, um, you know, it's interesting when you think about so many things today that there are hoops to jump through. Right. <laughs> and some of the stuff that we have to do. Right. Uh, for something as major as that, that yeah. uh, you know, be that simple. You should, I mean, you should absolutely be talking to somebody about, you know, these major yeah. life, life altering decisions that you're going to make. So um, I did that. And then um, a couple weeks after that surgery, I, I uh, changed my name, changed all my gender markers on all like my social security, my birth certificate, um, passport, all that stuff, my driver's license. Um, it was all fairly easy. It's just as long as I had the money to pay for it, they would do whatever I wanted. So um, then a couple years after that, um, I decided I wanted a hysterectomy. And so, again, I, I just went to my doctor and I said, this is what I want. She said, let me get you in contact with yeah. the surgeon that would do that. Um, you know, and again, I never had to see a therapist. I never had to, um, I didn't have to jump through any hoops. And you know, when I got the hysterectomy, that was back in Pennsylvania, so it wasn't all in Utah. Um, so in Pennsylvania, you know, they let me do that. Um, and it was just also surreal. It happened so fast. I yeah. don't even think I had time to think about really what, what was I was happening. doing. Yeah. You know, because it was, it was just so, I wanted that instant gratification, that impulsive, this is what I want. I don't even want to think about the future. This is what I'm doing. Um, I don't want to be you know, dissuaded. I don't want to change my mind. This is what I'm doing and I have to do it now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't until, um, a little bit after the hysterectomy, I was living in Florida and I was sitting on my couch. Um, I was watching YouTube videos and, uh, you know, you just kind of fall into that rabbit hole. Oh yeah. Like, that's, that's, I, uh, I do that all the time. <laughs> and I wasn't watching godly things because I, I didn't want anything to do with church. I was yeah. like, no, you know, or I, I, I had convinced myself that I'm a good person, so I'm fine. Me and God are good, you know? And, um, I would even twist scriptures to like, you know, back up my argument. It was like, it, it eased yeah. my own mind. Like, no, you are, you're fine. Like, this is good. And, um, you know, I was, I came across this video. It was called 23 Minutes in Hell by Bill Weiss. Okay. And it was like something inside me completely changed. It was like that, it was like the Holy Spirit just came back alive in me. It was like everything that I knew, um, you know, and it, and it scared me so bad that night that I couldn't sleep. And I really, I was just tossing and turning and it was like, okay, you're, you're definitely doing the wrong thing. Like, what are you even doing? Yeah. And, um, you know, I wrestled with it wow. for months and, um, that October, I, I, I was like, okay, I need to take a step. I don't know what it is. And I was reaching out to all these famous pastors, you know, emailing them like, this is what's going on. Like, what do I do? Wow. You know? I almost want to ask you to, you know, <laughs> name, and I don't want you to name drop. I'm just thinking like, who are some of these people? None Holy of cow. them responded. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it wasn't. What do you until, mean by famous pastors? Like, uh, you know, the people you see on TV, the Joyce Myers, the wow. Bill Osteens, the yeah. Lakewood Church. I was just reaching out anywhere I could. That yeah, would yeah. Like, you know, and and. But no uh, response. No, and what I was finding was I would listen to messages, but I was finding they were either too harsh and mm -hmm. had me scared to death, or too soft and like, okay, I know this isn't right either. Like, I can't keep living like this, but on the other side, it's like really harsh and I'm scared and I don't know what to do. I want to do what's right, but I don't know how to get there. So I couldn't, and it wasn't until I started listening to the believers online, their messages, because I wasn't quite ready to go back to church, but I, I knew I needed to do something different. So I started listening to pastor Joe 
And um, his messages would just, you know, when I felt anxious or whatever at work, I would turn on his messages and I just felt so, I don't know, I just felt good. I felt peace. I felt yeah. like, okay, this is like, things are going to be okay. Where were you at this point? Like, what year is this now? In 2018. 2018. So mm-hmm. three years now. Mm-hmm. Three, four years, almost, well, is that four years now? Four or three? Three. So uh, like three and a half. Three yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was that fall. And, um, you know, it was what really struck me. Uh, they did a panel and it was, uh, it was a series. It was called, is it okay to, and him and pastor Gina talked about, is it okay to be gay or attend a gay wedding? And what really stood out to me, and I've never seen a pastor do this. He was like, you know, Hey, I love the amens. I love the encouragement. But before we get into this message, I want, I want you guys to like, not say anything, you know, let's just be respectful and not do the amens. Cause sometimes those could feel pointed. So, and I want everybody to feel comfortable. Um, and that just really stood out to me. You know, that was as a pastor that just really stood out to me. Why did it stand out to you? Because it, it felt like he really, he wasn't, yes, he was going to say maybe something that wasn't what people wanted to hear, but he was coming from a place of like love, you know, he genuinely wanted to help. He wanted to help people. And, um, you know, it just, it felt really respectful. Like it, it didn't feel like I was being beat over the head with a Bible. It was like, Hey, I'm going to tell you something. You might not like it, like what I'm going to say. I'm not watering down my message, but I'm coming at it from a place of, of being respectful and meeting you. Really. That was like their whole thing is meeting people where they're at. You know, you have to meet people where they're at. I mean, I think that's a big, you know, that's a big part of the message is uh, meeting people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that obviously church can make a huge difference in a person's life. So, um, but I, when I listen to your story, I think I'm just blown away, like probably everybody else is with the uh, with the, the transition, I think, to go so far in that direction and then be brought back is just, it's just quite a journey. Yeah, I think it was like a series of things that God, you know, brought me through. Um, I think it's it's worth pointing out that, you know, you don't have to be sitting in the four walls of a church for God to find you. I mean, I was so backslidden and not even serving God, and he found me in my living room while I was watching YouTube videos. So um, I think, and then just, uh, you know, it was that moment that I was like, okay, I'm going to be receptive to what God is, um, where God's leading me, or if the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. Um, there was a, there was a, a, like a small season that year, um, when I started listening to believers that I was just really struggling. Cause it was like, I knew what God was asking me to do. I knew I wanted to tr- detransition back to who, you know, God created me to be, but I was so scared because, you know, like you said, like, how do you go that far? I mean, I had like a full beard. I had yeah. a mastectomy. I had done all these things. How do you then go back? And not only go back, but like, am I going to look weird? Am I going to look normal? Like, I mean, am I going to have to face ridicule on a daily basis? Like, I mean, I understand I made these choices, but nobody wants to be singled out or feel like a freak out in public, let alone, you know, the bathroom issue, you know, where do I go? Where do I feel comfortable? Am I going to get beat up in the bathroom? These were all things that were like, God, how am I going to even do this is too big. I can't do this. I can't, I can't. And I struggled with that for months. Um, and I finally came to a place where I was so desperate. I, I thought, I, I felt so, um, not convicted, but I felt so, just almost tormented. Like I came to a place where I either had to walk away from God or I had to fully surrender. There was no living in between anymore. I just, I had to make a decision. And um, I remember like just being in my bedroom, looking up to God 
crying, just, God, I don't, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't. I'm yeah. scared to death. But I surrender. I give it up to you. Whatever you're asking me to do, I'll do it. Um, just please be with me. Don't you know? Don't let me go through this alone. Help me to represent you and just just walk me through this season. And it was it was a hard two and a half years to yeah. walk through. Yeah, I had to grow right. my hair out. I had to do all these things. Um, and my voice never went back to how it was before. I never had a particularly high voice, but it's not. It wasn't this low either. Yeah. Um, and there's there's definitely things that I still you know, have to deal with, like, just because you turn around and you start to follow God doesn't mean all of the consequences are going to go away. We still have consequences based on our actions. And so, you know, those are things I still have to deal with. I have to shave every day. Um, You know, I had the bilateral mastectomy, so I had to get implants. Um, You know, I had a hysterectomy, so I gave up the ability to have kids. And that's just, you know, these are some of the things that I have to walk through in life. So, and these are a couple of the photos that you, uh, you know, that you took. And, and I did have the opportunity to watch your, um, watch your testimony as well. Even though I couldn't be there in person, I was able to to see it. And uh, I mean, just tell us a little bit about this. Like what, when you see some of these, these pictures here, does that, uh, what kind of feelings does that create inside of you? Um, what are your thoughts when you see this? I, f- I feel so many things. I feel sad for that person because I thought I was happy, but I, I know I wasn't, you know, yeah. I thought, I thought I finally had all the things that I thought I wanted, but that looking at that person, it doesn't even feel like me. Um, and that person just, I know that person was broken and, um, you know, it's, it, it doesn't even feel like me, you know, I, it feels like an entire, entirely different life. Like, I feel like I've lived so many different lives. Like, that's just not even, I, I don't even associate to that person anymore. Um, I mean, I know it was me, but yeah, you know, I, it's hard to remember how, how I felt. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you look good and it's not about, uh, obviously anything <laughs> like that. Um, but it just, you know, it, it's like, obviously, like you said, I mean, it's a big transition. Um, I, I think one of the things that caught my attention, I don't know how you feel about this, Derek, is that uh, the, the the speed with which you could do this, you could choose to, you know, make some kind of life-altering choice like this. And it, it is amazing uh, to see how God could reach you in the middle of all that. I mean, you, I would think you, of all people, could speak to uh, that sort of that, that lostness, you know, like you said, you look at that person and you, you feel, uh, you feel bad for him because you feel like that's somebody who's not understanding themselves. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, I guess the speed with which something like that can happen is, is amazing. I mean, where somebody could make is that it really though. I that mean, kind of a it, it's still shocking at first, but look at how look at how abortions go down too. Yeah, like you can you can just walk in one day and say I want an abortion, and pretty much it's done. Like there's you can find a way to do it without parental permission if you're a teenager. Like there's no they're they're making it easier to make these decisions, and and so well I guess initially the first thought to me is hey you know well that's shocking, but. Given the state of our country, given the state of our society right now, does it really shock you that it's that easy? No. I think it actually would shock me more if it wasn't easier. Yeah. And a point two I want to make as well is I'm looking at, when I look at those pictures of of Brittany, of you, I see, I see it, I see an unhappy person. I see somebody who, 
I don't know if it's just because I, I met you now, but I'm looking at that picture going, okay, you know what? That, that does not look like somebody who is right right now. As a person who has something missing, that's what I saw. When I'm, and I'm not sure how, what you saw, but you, you, don't, you totally, there's a smile there, but it doesn't look genuine to me. Like there's something hidden away. That's what I saw when I saw the picture. It actually struck me pretty hard when I saw it too. Yeah, I think that's. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but I think that's a good word that you hit on was hidden, because it was like I was hiding something. I could never fully truly be a man. Yeah. So it was like I was hiding something. There was a a part that wasn't. Yeah. Real. Yeah. And so um, we are going to do a part two to this. Uh, I, I guess to this to this video to this uh, this series this topic. Um, are we're going to do that with. Derek's podcast, uh, the Jesus Loves You podcast, uh, where I think we'll dive into some of those issues. And I, I am very interested to talk about some of those things, you know, the nature of gender. We have, um, in fact, your talk, which I thought was really cool, and your book, I didn't, I didn't realize you had, you had a book as well, but I, Identity Theft. Mm-hmm. Um, very clever, really cool. Um, you know, so there's there's lots of questions I guess I have for you in that regard, but um, uh, I, I wanted to just kind of not not just gloss over this first part, which is your story and the person. Because I think a lot of times in culture, we're looking at somebody through a TV screen and we're judging them and we have these harsh judgments and these accusations and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you're a human being. Um, God loves you. Uh, you know, you have a community of people around you in the sense of your your church and your boyfriend and, and others who who love you and support you and care about you. And And so I think that that's something that we're very, very interested in. When we talk about the gospel, and you know, this is gospel ministries, it's all about how God has reached out to us. He reaches out to the person, and He loves the person. So um, that's that's why Jesus died. So, like, you know, I have my own story about how Jesus died for me, and and uh, you know how that God He He met me where I was at when I was a teenager, and brought me to a saving knowledge of Christ, and that changed me and that transformed me. Um, and then he, he, you know, he reaches you and, and he reached you as well, Derek, you know, you have your own, your own story. So, but Brittany, you know, you've, you've been through your, your things. And, uh, one of the other points that you mentioned is God and God's word. And like, what does God say about some of this stuff? And I, I think that would be, you know, really interesting for people out there to hear from you because you've gone through this big journey, this big transition. And I know, a lot of times what I've been accused of, either publicly or online or whatever, or even by some people that are close to me, uh, I mean, not that I'm necessarily personally close to now, because, <laughs> you, you know, you can't say stuff about like that about me and, and really know me as a person, but like, is that, you know, I um, am just looking at this issue from one side. Or, or they might say that about Christians Let's in general. Let's just be blunt, dude. They see you as a raging bigot. Okay, that's I mean, they, that's, I mean, let's that's what, yeah, that. I mean, that's you, that's the accusation that's today. That's what we saw, right? You're, against, you're a bigot. Yeah, you're a against any, bigot. anybody who has this particular point of view today. And so, um, you know, in, in the case of billboards, which I put out in the community. Hateful you know, bigot. Yeah, the two the two billboards that I put out were gender is binary with a, with a scripture, Genesis uh, Genesis one twenty eight, that God created them male and female. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the point of it wasn't to hurt feelings. The point of it was to make a statement about God's word says this and, you know, Jesus loves you and God has a plan for you. And that plan is better than whatever it is that you're trying to make. Or you're, And 
I guess I'm saying all that to say, Brittany, I feel like you have that same mindset of God has a better plan for you. That's what I hear in your testimony. That's what I hear you saying to people. Um, but you're the one who should have, who should be saying something different because you, you went, you went through the process. And so you should be happy with living that life now. And, you know, because that's, that's what everyone's telling people today, but God, he kind of explains a different plan. And so I guess I wanted to hear from you, like, what does God say about this stuff? Like, you know, it's one thing for me to say, God says that marriage is one man and one woman. What do I know? I'm just, you know, somebody who reads the Bible. I'm a heterosexual male who's just, you know, talking about things I don't fully understand. So I guess coming from your own mouth and your own thoughts, you're, you know, we're not, we're not keeping you here against your will. Uh, Don, who's normally sitting in the studio with me, uh, always jokes that I have him chained to the chair. You're not chained to the chair. I'm not. She's not chained, right. I promise. Um, you know, so I guess just, you know, like, what are your thoughts? I feel like people would benefit. What, what do you think? What, what are your thoughts on what God thinks about this? You know, what the Bible teaches about it? Yeah, you know, um, I would say definitely, I think people in that community definitely, you know, when the church says anything against it, um, feel attacked because that's what they root their identity in. But what God says, identity is so much more than gender and whether you're straight or not. I mean, you know, God is love, even though some people don't love. God is kind, even though some people are unkind. You know, God is truth, even though people lie. Um, so, you know, I think when you put your identity in one thing, which is gender or your sexual orientation, um, anytime somebody is speaking against that or, you know, saying like, hey, this isn't how God created you to be, you're going to feel personally attacked by that because you're putting your identity in that one thing. And so I think understanding that and coming from a place of, you know, just a place of love, which is, which is really how the Holy Spirit got me, you know, um, you know, it was just, it was just that empathy, you know, that, um, pastor Joe, he was so empathetic. He wasn't watering down his message message. He was still speaking the truth. Um, but it was coming from that understanding of like, Hey, like I want to meet you where you're at. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for me, it was like, I came to that point where it was like, why am I not happy? Like I have all the things that I thought were going to make me happy. You know, I passed perfectly in my new gender. I, I have all of my documentation, like I should be happy, but it was realizing that Wow. No matter what I did, I, w- I just created a false reality for myself. No matter what I did, I was well, not going to That's a to powerful change. statement right there. I'm just you know? thinking, yeah. That's... Because, I, you know, say you take this chair and I put yeah. a sheet over it, I can call it a ghost all day long. Right. But it's not. It was never created to be that way. It was created to be a chair. So no matter what you do to its appearance, it'll never be anything other than a chair. And, yeah. that's, and when I realized that... You know, um, it changed everything. Yeah, and so like I, I again, we're gonna. I want to really dig into some of these. And you're you're saying so many Why? things that I think are so powerful. But like, I guess just kind of in closing this particular segment um, well, and, and giving you an opportunity to talk before Derek hijacks I'm everything. Sorry, go ahead. To, I have to go ahead. This is actually a way to lead into it. I, I'm. I was waiting for the opportunity and I wasn't getting it. So you and your angels T-shirt. There. I mean, right. But here's the thing. I, I think it's actually a way to close it out because you brought something about about you brought something up here about happiness and. You know, as we close out and get ready to shut down here this episode and kind of prepare for the second part, where are you right now in life? Are you are you happy? Like, where are where is God taking you now as we begin 
you know, to, to look forward to the rest of your story. What would you say to people, like, based on, like, where you're at right now, what you've been through, this big story, like, what should they do? What What's your one takeaway that you would want to tell people? Maybe somebody who's struggling with this, maybe, you know, just these young kids who are seeing all this stuff, these images being thrown at them, you know, from a television set, and they're, you know, my, my son's age, 13 years old or something like that, and they're being told certain things by culture. You know, what would, uh, where are you at in life right now, and... And, you know, what's, what's the big takeaway? What would you tell people? Um, so I'll reverse it. The big takeaway I all would right. tell people is that um, listen to that small voice that's inside of you. We all have it. It may be louder in some people than others, but listen to what that small voice is telling you. That's the Holy Spirit leading you, and it'll never leave you, lead you in the wrong direction. Um, you know, you, you might not think that you have one, but you do. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. So listen to that voice. Um, don't, you know, don't silence it. And then where I am now, I, I am amazing. I'm in, I mean, God has brought me to such a good place. I have peace that I've never had before. You know, I was always a very angry person. I was just awful to be around. Um, just, I mean, you know, we'd go out to a restaurant with friends and they would be embarrassed because it was like I was always starting a fight. Kind of like me always, and Derek, you know, hanging around. <laughs> But it was, it was just like this anger that was inside of me and I couldn't, I didn't know why or where it was coming from. Um, I just, I have a peace. I mean, life's so good. You know, God, uh, I met my current boyfriend at church. Um, you know, God brought me someone into my life where I thought I would never, you know, I thought I was going to be single for life because of the choices that I made, you know, the devil lies to you that like that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing amazing. I, I get to, you know, share my story with young people, which is really my heart. Um, you know, I just want to see lives changed. So yeah. God's really using me to do that. That's tremendous. Well, uh, Brittany, thank you so much for sharing everything with us. We really appreciate it. I am looking forward to part two and, uh, you know, Derek's going to help us, uh, with, with that conversation a little bit there. Uh, but, um, I guess, um, when I think about you and what you've been through, I think about Christ and the big difference that he's made. Uh, in all of our lives. And again, that's what we try to do is share Christ with people, gospel ministries. I know that uh, Derek said this prayer with me many years ago in the car to receive Christ as Savior. Um, You can see the big difference that Jesus has made in Brittany's life. And we're just three sinners sitting here in the room telling you that Christ is amazing. And, you know, he wants to work in you and he wants to work through you. And I, I think he's the only way that you can really find happiness in this world. Uh, you can really find peace. You can really find true joy that the world can't take away, true acceptance, true identity. And so uh, so I want to offer you an opportunity to do that. I know that we, uh, we do this often at the end of our shows, but I want to offer you an opportunity to receive Jesus. This is actually a very powerful thing. I know a lot of churches do this, but if you uh, just say these words— what God does is he comes into your heart and he transforms you. So all you have to do is repeat after me and you will be saved. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I need a savior. I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life. I believe that you died for my sins on the cross and that you rose again three days later. Make me new today so that I can live for you tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you did say that prayer, we do want to congratulate you and say uh, good job. Uh, God's got a special plan for you. You may not even fully realize it yet. Um, We just never know. We never know the road God is going to take us down and how he's going to choose to work. Uh, Brittany, you certainly have an amazing testimony, girl. We really appreciate you coming in studio today. 
And uh, we're looking forward to episode two. So episode two will not be on my channel. It will actually be on Jesus, the Jesus Loves You podcast uh, YouTube channel and Facebook. So you can find it there and on Rumble, I believe, or on Rumble as well. But uh, you can check it out in those locations. And I want to encourage you to do that where we will take a little bit more of a deep dive into this stuff. And I am really excited to do that. And I want to encourage you to check that out. But again, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and God bless you. I, I can tell that you are blessed and that you know you're blessed. And so, uh, so we praise the Lord for that. Uh, all right, everybody, we will see you in the next episode. Make sure you check it out.